Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. We are here today to talk about the emerging leader workforce, professionals under 40, and the unique strengths they bring to the workforce, as well as how employers can think about attracting, retaining, and really leveraging the amazing skill set of these wonderful people on stage, as well as peers like them. What unique skills do you feel you bring to the workplace as an emerging leader, and how have you leveraged that to improve either the business you work for or the business that you're building? Yeah, I am, I believe my superpowers are empathy and inclusion. Uh, in the role that I play as a supervisor at the hospital uh, for healthcare IT, uh, it's really important that I consider the people who are involved in the work um, and then IT space, some people think is like the black box. It's like, I don't know what's going on in that building over there, but whatever they do, the output is gonna help me and my business run well. And so my ability is to be able to understand the people who are part of that work, how they are involved and make sure that they're in part of the decisions that are being made. So we can have a great system um, with the processes that we develop at the, at the hospital. I'm curious, what would you say is the easiest way for anyone to practice empathy in the workforce? Yeah, listening is one of the main ways. Uh, the fact that we both have two ears and one mouth, right? Uh, so how do we leverage that to the best of our ability to hear other people and their perspectives and how they see the world and how they see the work? Because knowing that can help benefit you in the work that you are doing and can help ensure that what they're involved with is a part of the greater outcome that we're striving towards together. Yes, absolutely. I remember when we were just sitting a moment ago, we were all kind of agreeing that the way that we view work and our careers may look a little bit different than other generations before us or even other generations following us. And so I wanted to get your hot take, your perspective on how you feel our age group of under 40 professionals and emerging leaders view work differently, like I said, than colleagues of other generations. And more specifically, what is a perspective that you wish more people were aware of? For example, I know collaboration over competition is a big theme among our peers. If one of you would like to expand on that first and then we can see who else wants to jump in with an insight. Has anybody seen Transformers? Anybody? The, the latest ones, not, you know, the cartoons are dope too. But uh, there is a theme in Transformers, there's more to you than meets the eye. And I feel like that has been a really great theme, at least for me, to know that I'm more than my work or more than what I produce. There's a lot to me that I want other people to recognize too. Uh, so as I show up and try to show up as my authentic self, I'm also considering other people how they want to show up too. And uh, that makes a great workflow, that makes a great team. So there's more to us than BCI. That also reminds me of the quote, one of my favorite quotes, and I can't remember who said this, so I apologize for not giving credit, but when you allow yourself to be seen, especially your vulnerabilities, you actually make others feel seen. So I think that's a great um, perspective to have. How do you have those honest conversations to be able to discern that more quickly? So when you're working with employees and maybe some are shyer to voice dissatisfaction or to voice that the role isn't a perfect fit, how do you build into your work structure or culture an opportunity for those employees to be able to find either a better fit role within your organization or to exit more quickly if it's just not a good fit. I've seen and heard a lot in 
in the hiring stages to be real and authentic, saying this is what the work is, this is what it's about. We hope that you can see you in this, but if not, that's okay. And one of the great things about my role as a supervisor is getting the ability to engage and understand people and where they want to go and be that open door, if you will, especially virtually, to say, hey, if this is not it, how can I help you find the next thing? And you know, I'm not their parent, <laughs> you know, but I want to be a guide and a coach to support them in that. So being willing to say, it's okay if this isn't it, let's find you something that can be it and everybody can be happy moving forward. What types of opportunities, speaking of attracting the right people, the best talent to your teams, what type of opportunities do you personally value most when it comes to career development? Can you share your favorite example of how your employer, or if you are the employer, how you've offered your employees uh, support in this area? Yeah, I keep thinking of movie references, so forgive me if I give more <laughs> I love analogies, yeah. yes. Uh, I wanted to be where the, in the room where it happens. I think, yep, there you go, Hamilton. Is that Hamilton? That is Hamilton. I just saw yeah. that. There it is. Uh, <laughs> I, for me, part of my development is loving to see how the system works. And I felt and continue to feel that if I'm in, in the room, get to see how the people operate, get to see how strategies are made and how it's deployed, that helps benefit me in the way that I lead. And especially in my work, getting to lead the team who may not have that ability to have that access. And so uh, it helps with just communication and translation of, hey, what the work that you're doing now is going to benefit you uh, for the greater vision of what we're striving towards. But me personally, getting to understand how the strategy works and having mentorships has been really beneficial too, to be able to say, hey, I see you. Come join me. Let's talk about this. Let's debrief. Hey, here's an opportunity where you can take uh, the lessons that you've learned and put implement it in this way uh, to strengthen your own skill set. So it's been beneficial for me. As far as mentorship goes for the emerging leaders in this room, what advice would you give for those seeking mentorship? How to approach a mentor that's respectful of their time and their value, but also you know takes that initiative to establish that relationship in their life? Yeah, uh, two quick things. One, a mentor, there's afar mentors as well. Uh, the joy of social media is that there's some folks out here who put some phenomenal work online that you can look to for advice of how they navigate certain things, especially if it's in the field that you want to strive towards or characteristics. If there are people in the community, especially in this room, it's like, hey, I really want to get to know them and what they do, uh, buy them a coffee. I think that'll be dope. <laughs> and, um, Sometimes it's even just a, a value exchange as well. So uh, it's not all, you don't, while it'll be great for you to be poured into, uh, we all have a skill set and strength as well that we can provide. And what does it look like to provide that same level of value to the person that is mentoring you and see if there could be a joint relationship there. Ray, you are multi-passionate and super involved in many organizations outside of work, from youth sports coaching to serving on nonprofit boards to DEI consulting and coaching. How do you choose what to invest your time in and prioritize when there's an abundance of things that you are excited about? And what wisdom would you share with employees and employers on getting involved in your community outside of work? Whew. I know it was a mouthful. If you need me to repeat, I can. I mean, no, it's a, it's a mouthful for me even participating. But uh, I, I do think about the blend part of it, of, of life. I mean, this is who I am. This is what I'm excited for. I originally didn't have a movie reference, but now I do. All right. Love it. Let's keep it going. Uh, it's not a movie, actually. Loki season two. Loki is like really big on it being burdened with a glorious purpose. And I hope y'all get a chance to watch it. But 
back in the day, my mom would say, hey, if you see a need, fill it. And for me, with three kids, being invested in this community, seeing how wonderful the are wrapped around, the arms that we wrap around our community to help support it to thrive is uh, part of, I guess, my glorious purpose to identify how can I be another hand and a voice to help support that, uh, especially because I have kids, um, they're growing up in this community, and I just want to have a hand in supporting that too for them and for their classmates and other next generation leaders as well. The what to say yes and no to is a constant discussion at our household, but if my kids are involved, is if, if it's practicing building bridges in the community, and if it is... Um, developing next generational leaders, I will find a way to be engaged. And uh, that is any advice that I have essentially tied to what's already been said. If you have a purpose, if you have a passion and a vision, go forward and try to blend it with what you're already doing um, and, and speak up about it because there's probably going to be somebody else who also has shares that same vision or can be an access gateway to say, yeah, I know a way to get you in. Let's find a way to make that work. Absolutely. And I like that you, you prioritize because family is like one of your big values that you use that as a filter to distinguish which opportunities are going to be the best investment of your time. That's great advice. Thank you so much. This is all we have time for today. Thank you for being an amazing audience and thank you again to my panelists for their inspiring answers.